Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big podcast, your number one growing, maybe not number one on iTunes, but number one in your heart, Big Ten football-specific podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt. So, uh, the Eyes, meaning our double entendre, is that yeah, the right way to say it? I think it? so. Double so it could be eyes on big as in you're looking, or the I for Iowa and, and the I for Illinois, which is going to play into yes, the contest right. this week. So I said this we should probably dub it the the Eyes Bowl. Eyes Bowl, hmm, something okay. along those lines. Eyes Bowl, yeah, kinda sure. S- kind of surprised that on you. There's not, you're not going to do much better. Than that, no, so we'll I could probably think about it, but it's not going to happen. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, got some good stuff to get to. I guess we'll get right into the Big Ten rankings. Yeah, here we go with the Eyes on Big Power Rankings. This week, we've divided into five tiers. Oof. Starting at the bottom, sorry, Rutgers, we left in your own tier. They got their own tier. They're all alone at 14. Moving up to the next tier, we got three teams. In ascending order from worst to best, Illinois at 13, Indiana, Minnesota at 11. Okay. Feeling good about that? Sure. All right. Next tier up, we've got five teams here. Starting at the bottom, Nebraska works their way into the middle tier. How about that? Maryland, Wisconsin, Iowa at the top, Purdue. Sure. You could transpose Wisconsin and Iowa. And who gives I'm it. sure a bunch of listeners out there are going to say, well, my team could have been five positions higher, and they might be right. For sure. I mean, that, Minnesota would be one I'd put out there. That tier especially, I don't know. You could mix it up almost anyway. Mm-hmm. I think Nebraska probably deserves to be at the bottom because their overall record. All right, moving up to the next tier, three teams, Michigan State at five, Penn State at four, Northwestern at three. Sure. Big Ten West champs already clinched. And, of course, the top tier, Ohio State two, Michigan, the clear number one. Yeah. Um, I would – the only thing I would maybe put Penn State third. Uh, yeah, you could make a case. They're seven and three. But Northwestern like six said. and four. Yeah. But – Northwestern won the West. I'm going to give them credit for that. Um, and we'll talk more on this after the season has wrapped up, but it sure looks like it's going to be a situation in the end where there's going to be two really good teams and one awful team and a whole bunch of teams in the middle that are just pretty good. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, I suppose that's fair. Yeah. All right. Um, very quickly this week, because there is not much to go off of. This is my rankings that I do that that Big Kurt never wants to deal with, and uh, I don't really know how much I, I want to deal with a, a this show too. of some sort yeah, last so, night. Talking about the college football rankings, essentially there was no reason to turn in the top ten. Essentially, did not change at all. In well, fact, they didn't I, change I don't think it changed. Period. period. Um, so you're saying there was no reason to tune in? I'm. I bet that that was the lowest rated college football playoff show since the since they started doing this i have to think well, nobody a, there was no surprises that's a shame yeah <laughs> um the couple things i would point out though is with ohio state at 10 and they well, went we, on the road should we go through the rankings first everybody knows them it's, it's okay you know Fair alabama enough. clemson notre dame michigan georgia those are the top five yeah um with ohio state being at 10 they went on the road to Michigan State, what was ranked last week, right, and beat them by 20 points. Yes. And you don't move up at all. No. You're, you're still not moving up in front of LSU, who's 8-2 and two and does and has one more, one more loss and no offense. And who did they play last week, LSU? I don't remember. Recall. I don't remember either. Um, 
No, nothing prominent. To me, LSU being at seven is a travesty, uh, and I looked it up just because I was curious. Washington is number eighteen, so Washington is seven and three. LSU is eight and two. Their S and P rankings. Washington has a better defense. Everybody always talks about LSU's defense being so amazing. Right. It's not as good as Washington. Washington's offense is better than LSU's, which the only, is not a very good offense of, this year yes, either. That's Washington. It's horrible. I'm just yeah. saying, I the fact that you could put LSU and Washington's rankings on paper and not be able to tell who's better. And LSU sitting up there at seven and Washington's all the way down there at 18. I'm not saying Washington should be higher. I'm just saying, I don't know exactly what we're looking at for LSU and why they're that high. Well, and I'll be curious to find out. I may even watch next week to find this out. They're going to have one less data point after next week, essentially, right? Because they're playing, I don't know, Chadron state or whoever. We'll get into that at the end. But so essentially, Ohio State's going to have one more data point, assuming they win, if they win. I want to see if they flip-flop those. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's no criteria, so they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and then Utah State, Cincinnati, Boise State. So those – just interesting because those are the three um, power – or group of five teams that have just snuck in Where's at the Utah bottom. State? Utah State's 23. 23. So yeah. that, that uh, victory that Michigan State had earlier in the season it's looks good really victory. good. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's a good – point to bring up because the uh group of five naysayers are always <laughs> going to look at certain games like that right and right now i'm sorry but that is a data point to look at utah state's ranked but being ranked higher maybe they don't deserve it when the only loss they have is against a michigan state team that nobody is considering to be a top 15 team right if that's their only loss and it was a close loss but it was to a team that's in the top 10, I think that kind of almost helps them out. Sure. But when it's a team that's got four losses, it's just another thing to play yeah. out against group of five uh, teams. But Well, this, the playoff's not for the group of five. Okay. Uh, it just, it's just not. It's they, not. They'll, they'll never put a team in there, and if they were smart, they'd make their own playoff. Interesting. I've another, been saying another that. Another off-season podcast. I've been saying that since they came out with this stupid playoff. Yeah. Group of five should have their own. And with, you know, same system. Well, you know. With the changes that we're going to suggest yes. at some point in the future. Yep. Um, we got some housekeeping? Housekeeping! No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping! A little bit of housekeeping here. Just a few quick injuries. Kasim Hill, quarterback, Maryland. Sad story. ACL tore his other knees ACL. He is out for the season, of course. LJ Scott, running back, Michigan State. Ankle injury out for the remainder of the year. And then Alex Hornibrook, kind of an important one, is doubtful, still with that concussion for this weekend. Those are yep. the three big ones we got. All right. Moving on to the Week 12 games, and because of some silly Big Ten rule, uh, these are all morning or afternoon games or early afternoon, mm. late afternoon games. Big Kurt and I were talking before we record the podcast. We don't really know the 100% reason. If you if you know that reason, tweet at us. We're assuming it yeah. has something to do weather-related, but it's got to. It's silly. One game. Put one game on at night for the Big Ten. You'd this think is, you'd want one game, right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, the wind usually dies down at night. I think you could actually have better weather sometimes. Well, and this has been an unusually crappy year for weather in the Big Ten, don't you think? Yeah. You usually don't have a, a whole lot of weather games. Yeah. So yeah. it usually wouldn't play in, but I don't well, know. Well, weather games to the point that I don't know, we're gonna keep talking about, but it, I just don't know how much difference the weather is going to be at seven o'clock than it is two thirty game. It's just odd. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Moving on. Okay. Tweet at us. Yes, yeah. If you know the if you know the rule. Um, moving. Okay, so first game up. Number fourteen ranked seven and three Penn State Nittany Lions going to the one and nine Rutgers Scarlet Knights. This is an eleven o'clock a.m. game on Big Ten Network. Penn State favored by twenty-seven points. The over/under is fifty point five. Big Kurt, do you have some yards per play stats for me? Finally, just found them. Yards per play differential here. Penn State sitting at a nice plus 1.34. That's good for number two in the Big Ten overall. Rutgers, oof, negative 1.86, dead last in the Big Ten. So no surprise. No surprises there. Um, Yeah, I think with Penn State, we talked about last week a little bit. Um, Yes, you're out of the Big Ten race. You're out of the national championship race. Um, I don't think the national championship race was ever really realistic you know, in no. retrospect, why? Because it's just a very young team. Right. So now you flip that around because you do have a young team. And I think that's something that the coaches and, you know, uh, Penn State uh, followers can point at and say, we were young. If they wind up going nine and three regular season, 10 and three with a bowl win, yeah. it's still a good season. You I think, think so. Yeah. I mean, so you would obviously think that they're going to win this weekend uh, against Rutgers. So just keep the ball, you know, just keep the uh, train rolling. So if you had to guess for Penn State, would you say that their offense or their defense is higher ranked in the S&P rankings? I, well, if you're trying to trick me with a trick question. I am. Yeah. It, I, I would guess offense, but it would not surprise me if, the, if it's their defense. Their defense is 14. Their offense is at 33. Wow. Yeah. Th- their defense has just gotten increasingly better week for week the yeah. last month or so. Yeah, I wonder what Trace is feeling like this week. wonder how healthy he is. I'm not sure that they necessarily need him. But with that defense going against the horrible Rutgers offense, I think you just need to play your the game you're used to playing. I don't think there's any no. danger of you losing this game. Yep, and speaking of Trace McSorley, if he starts, which I hope he does, and if he wins the game, which he, they probably will, he'll become the winningest quarterback in Penn State history. In Penn State history. Okay. How about wow. that? That's, yeah. that's awesome. Good stat there. Um, as far as Rutgers – just try to find something to build on yes, going into the offseason. I like that. I don't know what else you can go I for like at this, this point. This kind of three-headed monster that they've developed at the running back position, though, with Pacheco coming on. you got Raheem Blackshear and, of course, Jonathan Hilleman. I'd like to see him just kind of establish the run with those three guys. I mean, Pacheco had that huge run against Michigan last week, and hopefully Art can settle down. Yep. No INTs here, Art. Keep it close. You know, this is – I wouldn't call it a rivalry – but on the recruiting trail, they recruit from the same area. Jersey is, is heavily recruited by Penn State. Okay. So a lot of these guys are probably shaking their fist at, uh, at James Franklin. You big meanie. Okay. You didn't recruit me. So you, you got a little something to play You're for there. You're reaching. I'm trying, man. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm just fine with both of these bets. I, I like Penn State yeah, I don't covering feel great the 20s. Way. I, I, I feel good about it, Penn State. What I really like. Is the under fifty point five? It just this just screams really? out. Yeah, this just screams out thirty five to seven. Hmm, okay, to me. I don't think Rutgers defense is that bad, but I, I just don't see a lot of points being scored by Rutgers. So I don't love the line either way, but I'm going to lean Penn State on this one. Let's do a little history here. Penn State surprisingly leads this series twenty six to two. Let's see the two wins that Rutgers had: nineteen eighty eight 
They won 21 to 16. Really? At Penn State. Crazy. Before that, 1918. Okay. He went 70 years without winning. Won 26 to 3 again at uh, at College Station. 100 year anniversary of their first win against Penn State. You heard it here first. All right. I'm next. Sorry. I said College Station, State College. Gotcha. Next up, we got the six and four Michigan State Spartans at the three and seven Nebraska Cornhuskers. 11 o'clock a.m. game. This is on Fox. Michigan State favored by two, the over-under at 49. Hmm. Yeah, I was a little surprised to see Michigan State favored here. Hmm. Were you? I think this is interesting of a Vegas look because I don't know who they necessarily thought should be favored, and even more so, how do they arrive on 49? No clue. Yeah, I don't know. Because it'll get into my next point, which I could, if you want to do yards per play real quick. Sorry, yards per play differential, Michigan State sitting at a, Plus 0.17, good for number nine in the conference. And Nebraska, plus 0.56, good for eight in the conference. Okay, so they're Evenly really close matched. to each other. Yeah. My, my question for the game, and it's kind of you know leading into the, the spread and how the Vegas looked at this game, will this be a Nebraska-looking game or will this be a Sparty-looking game? Okay. A so Nebraska-looking game is a lot of points, yeah. both sides of the, of the ball. A Michigan State game is not a lot of points on well, both so sides. Right now, I mean, this is grade O versus uh, polar opposites for offense and defense on yep. both sides of the ball. Red versus green. There's nothing that these two teams do similar. No, they're they're totally opposites here. Uh, obviously, great defense for Michigan State, but is it is it enough? Can they slow down Adrian Martinez? They only score 22 points a game. Yeah. It, it, you got to figure it out. You could make an argument that this is the most intriguing game. I think it is on the board this week. Well, there's another one I think is close, um, but yeah, eight, the good news for Nebraska and Martinez, he's not just a running quarterback. He can throw too, for sure. And they they give up a lot of yards through the air. So I think you may see a big big game from him throwing the ball more so than running to those great wide receivers that they have too. So with funny because really banged up Michigan State secondary. Secondary. So yeah. so that is interesting to me. You're kind of bringing out the points that I want to talk about too, which is I think to a certain degree with Adrian Martinez because he is such a dual threat weapon, you try to take one thing away. Yeah. I'm not so sure that what they try to take away is just him running the ball. Just take that try away. Try to try to take run blitzes away from mm. and take away Adrian Martinez, try to take away uh Divina Zigbo too. Yeah turn them into a one-handed team. Um, they got some banged-up wide receivers coming into this game. They're, they're not out necessarily, but they're not 100% healthy. If I am Michigan State, 100%, that is what I'm doing. Yeah, okay. Well, I think Nebraska, they've got a lot of momentum. Their, their fans are pretty excited right now. They see the improvement. They, they, they knew it was there. Now they're actually starting to win games. I think the, the, the team itself kind of feels the same way. I like – Nebraska to cover here, but I also like them to win this game. Win it outright. I'm calling them to win it outright. I'm with you. Small upset. I'm with you. Um, Okay. um, It's weird because I think it's going to get flipped. I think this is going to look like a Michigan State game. Okay. I don't think this is going to be a, you know, just throwing a score out there, 35 to 31 type of game, which, by the way, would be way over the over under. I think it's going to look like a Michigan State game. I just think there's going to be a little bit more offense because of Adrian Martinez, mm-hmm. and, the, and they pull the game out. Nebraska right now is on a seven-game streak of over 450 yards of offense, which is 
first that, that's the only time they've ever done that in their history. Yeah, or was it in the oh, it was in their history? That's in their right. history. Okay. Yeah. I, that's what I read. I thought I'd read that's the Big my, Ten, but yeah, history of now. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is that's kind of hard to believe. You yeah, go back it is. to like that 1983 team that sure. was such a juggernaut. 95, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. 95, right. 96. Okay, next game up, the number 10 ranked 9 and 1 Ohio State Buckeyes at the 5 and 5 Maryland Terrapins 11 o'clock a.m. game. This is on ABC. Buckeyes favored by 14 over under at 58. Give me some yards mm. per play. All right, Ohio State sitting at plus 0.82, good for 6th in the Big 10. Maryland sitting at plus 1.00. They're at number three in the Big Ten in yards per play differential. Maryland. Would you have guessed that? No, I would not have. No. Um, I think we have to start here. Let's not <laughs> spend too much on it. But okay. the Brett McMurphy goofiness oh, that has been going on this week. Okay, So ridiculous. I mean, to synapse it, there's no doubt in my mind that Brett McMurphy has an axe to grind with Urban Meyer. 100%. I I. I don't even know how you can even <laughs> debate that. If you've seen point. all the tweets, you can't debate it. Yes. And he went off of a story from an ex-wide receiver's dad, who the wide receiver has not talked to in over two years, even though the ex-teammates wow. that are still at Ohio State, the ex-coaches, the player himself and his mom all denied the allegations. But I thought the dad did too. The, the, the only one I saw that, okay. that said it was the dad. Everybody else in this kid's life, including the kid, all said there was no racial tension blow up at a practice. I'm where, pretty sure the, the dad came out and said, no, that's not true. No, okay. that's true. Like after the fact, after Brett McMurphy's tweet said, no, no, that, that's not what I said. Regardless of that, it is asinine that Brett McMurphy goes to public or whatever you want to say. The, what's going on right now is the crappy uh, uh, publication that he works for, the stadium.com or stadium okay. publication or whatever it is, yeah. because he doesn't work for a respected publisher, right. because that's what your publisher does. He says, no, we're not sure. going to allow that. You You're not so. going to take that story out there. It's completely this not, false. This is not journalism. He has no governor on that, so he can just go report whatever. And wants. I'm sure they just love it because of all the clicks. Yeah. Right? So I bring that up because I think this is working in Ohio State's favor well, at this point. Mike Weber tweeted yes. just today, I think it was, or maybe yesterday, hey, guys, we got a game to play on Saturday. I make a sheet out every week. Literally, you read the the tweet right off. I awesome. thought I thought it was hilarious that Mike Weber said that. That was great. The only thing you're hearing right now, if you're an Ohio State uh, fan, player, or coach, is two things. You're talking people talking about Brett McMurphy and people talking about the Michigan game in two weeks. Well, so what you should be thinking about is a pretty darn good Maryland team. I think so. In fact, I have written down here trap game perhaps for Ohio, for Ohio State. Here they they beat Michigan State last week. They got Michigan next week. Little old Maryland, just it's just Maryland. You're going into Maryland against a team statistically that's not too bad, and a, uh, with a defense that has not shown the ability for linebackers to get off blocks right. and make plays. I don't think this is a fantastic matchup for Ohio State but, for what they're going. Okay, what about their defensive line though? It's great. Yeah, I I, I actually have that written down. I, linebackers stink against this Matt Canada offense. Could be a problem. Then I'm like, nope. They'll be fine with that defensive because line the the teams that have completely stomped them out, which is I mean Michigan uh, or Iowa, Michigan State 
have completely stomped them out because they've yep. just had superior defensive line right. going over Maryland. Now, I will say that I think Ohio State's defensive line is much better in the pass rush than it is against defense right. or against a rushing attack. You're probably right there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to look at with this game. On the other side of it, Maryland's defense is is just fine, but yeah. I, it's not as good as is you know stacking it up against Ohio State's offense. But but again, I, Ohio State, I still think their offense is in flux. I'm still not completely uh, enamored with what their identity is, mostly because I don't know what their identity right. is. I, they certainly were a team that bombed it all over the field to begin the year, but now they're trying to get a rushing attack mixed in because I think that's the smart thing to do. I don't know. The, well, let's bring up the fact Maryland is one game away from a bowl game. And they are fighting for a bowl game. Right. And up next is Penn State, which I don't know if you want to call that a more winnable game or not. I don't know, but the fact of the matter is they've got a two-game stretch to try to make a bowl. And that Penn State one's a little bit of a rivalry, too. A little yeah. bit more than, let's say, Rutgers. But uh, then you got Pegram coming in a quarterback. Maybe he A little bit different looks. it, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I think for Maryland to win this game, they're going to have, have to have excellent offensive line play to get that Matt Canada running game going. Okay. Um, I could go either way on this because there is a part of me that just says there's all these – basically, we've just asked each other questions back and forth. Mm -hmm. Typically, when I do that, I just take the points. And there, okay. But my gut feeling is when I first looked at this line, it was too low. My gut feeling is with the motivation for the Brett McMurphy stuff, I yeah. think it's going to galvanize the team. Suddenly, Ohio State feels disrespected being down at 10 and I think they deserve to feel respected That's disrespected down at 10. I think we're getting an angry Ohio State team so much so that okay. I like them to cover the 14 points. So I don't love it but I I'm leaning towards Ohio State myself here. Okay. All right, next game up. We're going to have another one. The six and four Iowa Hawkeyes right. at the four and six Illinois Fighting Illini. This is a two thirty p.m. game on the Big Ten Network. Iowa favored by fourteen. The over under is fifty eight point five. We'll go ahead and do yards per play first. All right, yards per play differential for Iowa. They're sitting at plus zero point eight zero. Good for number seven in the Big Ten. Illinois at an anemic. Negative 0.91, good for 12th in the conference. So Iowa has won 12 of the last 15 games in this series. And okay. they've pretty much not had an issue beating Illinois for safe to quite, say quite, quite some time. It's funny because I don't know how long ago, maybe it was even before we officially started podcasting. And I was like, boy, it's really going to be tough for me if the – First time Illinois no. <laughs> rises up and beats Iowa, I'm sitting across an Illinois jerk. Well, here's here's one thing that I was going to have to be careful of. They have three consecutive losses, right? This is not the season that they imagined it was going to be. How much are they still invested in this season? Yeah, my questions are, where's the team's mentality? Where yeah. is Noah Fant? Where is the offense? Well, Okay, I have Nate Stanley. Where are you? Yep. This is, a, this is the, the time to wake up here. Now, for Illinois, I think it plays in their favor that they're going against a Nate Stanley and not any running quarterback. They're just absolutely 
atrocious against running quarterbacks. So they actually match up better, I think, against Iowa and even Northwestern next week than they did against Nebraska. Oh, I see it. I 100% agree with that. The the side of the the or how it would flip back around to a, a good matchup for Iowa is this: a lot has been made of the disappearance and the just general goofiness that's going on with Noah Fan. Yeah, as it should. Okay. Another thing that Iowa fans, because you, you 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 definitely start looking inward when you've lost three games in a row, and an, what Iowa always wants to do is run the ball. Right. We do not have to have a dominant 250-yard rushing rushing to win the game. Yep. It's, we're looking for balance. We're looking for getting our uh, uh, passer into a uh, uh, you know second short and third sure. short type of deal that yep. the offense typically takes off. Yep. That's where it flips in Iowa's favor because Illinois does does has no interest in shutting people down no, they in don't. any capacity <laughs> when the other team runs the ball. They do not care or about it. Or kind of when the other team throws the ball a little bit too. So I'm They're, wondering if – this could be the tonic for Iowa. It might be. Getting the running game going and, and just attacking like that. Well, I think they'll be able to run the ball, but uh, am I correct that Iowa does not have a 100-yard rusher this year? Correct. Yeah, but they, they do have a running back by committee. They do. Kind of thing. That, that definitely plays into the lack of 100-yard rusher. The other part that plays into it is I, I'm just not in love with any of the Iowa running backs. Yeah. They're, they're all just pretty good. They're just kind of okay. I'm wondering, is Reggie Corbin going to play this week? I think that'll factor into this game. Ankle injury, running back, a cutting type of running back. I'm just not very confident that he's going to play this week. Um, A.J. Bush. We, we really haven't seen Iowa against a dual-threat quarterback. We saw Trace McSorley, but he was injured in that game. So we, we really haven't seen that yet this year, have we? No. Can they, can they stop the running backs and A.J.? By the way, the, the third and fourth string running backs, are, they're solid. They're not great for Illinois. But I do think they're going to run the ball here. The question is, how many mistakes are they going to make? How many interceptions are they going to throw? How many muffed punts? How many fumbles? How many penalties? If they can clean that up, I think they have a chance here at home. I mean, this is not a just Iowa walking away with it. Illinois has no chance. No, anybody that thinks that is a tavern hawk that just thinks, you know, Iowa's going to roll all the way out all the time. No, it, it, this is not a... Definite. It's a 14-point spread, but I would point out it started at, at 15 and a half or 16 and then moved its way down to Illinois. And my guess is right when it got around that two-touchdown type mm-hmm. of thing, that's where people thought it should should settle in. Right. Um, I am nervous about Iowa's linebackers. Uh, okay. Last week, they looked lost. And maybe part of it was just straight-up game plan that, you know, the amazing Northwestern Wildcat coaching staff can throw yeah. at you. But it, it they didn't look good last week. So what I'm wondering is, from what I'm reading, because obviously I'm kind of an insider with the Hawkeyes, they are tired of losing. They Mm. changed the tenor of practice. I believe there was some sort of meeting that went down. Okay, so I expect Iowa to win this game. Uh, However, there's a lot of question marks out there with Iowa. So if you're you're putting a gun to my head, I'm taking the 14 points with uh, with, – and taking Indiana. On the other – on the other side of it, um, uh, Illinois. You said Illinois. Indiana. Excuse me. I like the under fifty-eight and a okay. half. I I see a situation where this is going to play more like a Iowa game than what an Illinois game has looked. Yeah, um, I'm kind of just going to agree with you all across the board. I I'm leaning Illinois here to cover, and I like the under as well. Let me ask you though, what's going on with Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa 
faithful. How are they feeling right now about about KF? Um, there seems to be a lot of chatter. The hardest thing, the, the hardest thing to get across is how so many fans love Kirk Ferentz. They love the man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to separate that from the coach. The general thought process is we're still very happy to have him, but that doesn't mean we don't have the right to get pissed off sometimes. Okay, and that's that's what it's been the last couple of weeks. All right, if you had to guess, who would you think leads this series all time? Oh, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's Illinois. It is. I yeah. was oh, I was shocked. Yeah. Illinois is leading thirty eight to thirty three with two ties. Yeah, you just got to look up uh, Iowa's football history in the fifties, uh, sixties, and seventies, and you'll understand. Well, but Illinois pretty much was awful from say sixty five through eighties. I mean, they kind really? of synced up with. Really? Okay. Oh, they were atrocious. That. that was. Yeah, I mean, really, really. You think it's bad now? It was actually probably a little worse then. Gotcha. I'm going to be honest with you, buddy. Between Red Grange and Jason Verdusco, I don't know much about Illinois. <laughs> There's game. a large gap look in there, huh? <laughs> All right. Next game up, the 6-4 and four Wisconsin, Wisconsin Batchers at the 5-5 five and five Purdue Boilermakers. This is a 2.30 p.m. game on Big Ten Network. Purdue is favored by 4.5. The over-under is 53. First of all, thanks for that Jason Verduzco reference. Yards per play differential here. Wisconsin at a plus 0.87, fifth in the conference. Purdue plus 0.94, fourth in the conference. Good little matchup here. All right. Um, I feel like we know who Wisconsin is at this point in the year. They're not a very good team on defense. All they can do on offense is run the ball, which is why I have run Jonathan Taylor to death in this game. Yes. That's how you're going to win the game. I don't know what else you can That's all they've got. And and pray when if he gets defense. tired, rolling, running back two, three, and four. Just keep running the ball. I think Deal's a little nicked up. He's nicked too. up. Uh, so Groshek's going to have to carry the, the the ball a little bit here. But yeah, you you got to give him the ball thirty times. I don't I don't know what else you could even be looking at as far as being Paul Chris and putting the game plan together. And if you're, I, I assume Hornibrook's not playing here. So if you're Jack Cohn, just don't turn the damn ball over because right. I think he had four turnovers last week. Right. Don't just turn don't, it yeah. over. Hand it to the guy. Wearing number 23. Yeah. Get yourself in some manageable downs on second and third down over and over again. That's when you throw the ball. Otherwise, I would run right. I would run draws on third and long. Sure. Get out of trouble. Punt it. I don't right. know. Um, and unless, if, of course, you're getting behind. And which, if, you're, if you're not running the ball successfully, keep doing it anyway. Because you got nothing else in the toolbox. Yep. Basically, it would be Northwestern's game plan versus Iowa last week. That's that's the game plan Wisconsin yeah. should have pretty much moving forward. On Purdue's side of the deal, which Purdue team's going to show up that's here? That's exactly what I have. And, Who shows up? And is, is the coaching uh, situation, is it officially a distraction for Purdue? Boy, that's a good question at this point. I guess the players got to be thinking about it, right? I would think so. How could you not? Was it a distraction last week already? It did, might have did, been. Did Brome already know? Boy. I'm, I'm pulling conspiracy theorists there. but You sure are. And let's hope it doesn't snow for Purdue's sake. Okay. I mean, okay. I, did you look at the weather? It looks like it could snow, right? It, it is a it is a rain-snow mix. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Boy, now I'm, I'm it's <laughs> tough. really tough. I tell you here. what, this is the hardest game of the week for me to pick. Whenever that happens, I always I always default to one thing. I'm taking the points. Uh, four and a half might seem a lot more than than three, meaning typically yeah. it's going to come down to like a field goal right. deal. That four and a half points might feel like a lot, so I'm taking that four and a half points. And this feels like 
an under to me. I think this is going to well, be now that a you told me about game. that that weather. Yeah, I would think so too. Now let's keep in mind Purdue is one win away from a bowl game. Huge. So that to me gives them some motivation. But you mentioned that four and a half versus a three. It's going to be a close game. So I think I'm going to lean towards Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. Just, okay. Just being a, like a field goal. Yep. Type of game here. Yeah. I I, I know we we typically should say who should win the game. It's 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 tough for me to say with this. So I guess that's even more tough than the the spread for me. <laughs> yeah, Eric, it is right. I think I'll just go. I just I'm gonna go Wisconsin to win the game. Okay. Why yeah. You know what? I think I'm gonna too. Oh yeah. Yep. Wow. All right. So well, hold on. One thing. Let's point out. Wisconsin has a 12 game winning streak going right now versus Purdue. And they're and they're dogs. And they're dogs. Yeah. Talk oh. about how last year's situation and you know previous years doesn't play into current. Here, here's another one. From 1895 through 1928. Now, now keep in mind, Purdue and Wisconsin were both charter members, okay? Through 1928, zero wins for Purdue in this. Oof. They didn't play a whole lot, but zero wins from basically the, the inception of the Big Ten through 20. So 29 was the first game they won. <laughs> All right. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. All right. Uh Next game up, the five and five Indiana Hoosiers at the number four rank nine and one Michigan Wolverines. A little bit later kickoff. This is a three o'clock PM game on FS1 Michigan by twenty-eight points. The over under fifty-three point five. Well, you kind of got your night game there. It's gonna be nighttime by by halftime anyway. All right. Yards per play differential IU at a negative zero point four four. That's good for eleventh in the conference. And Michigan at a plus. 2.45, number one in the conference. Um, yeah, I mean, basically what I have written down here for Michigan is don't slip up. Um, Indiana is a good enough team where if you turn the ball over mm-hmm. and you just, you know, don't play a good game, they, they, they can take advantage. I, I'm wondering how many turnovers it's going to take for IU to win this game. Oh, really? Okay. I think yeah. it's – all right. I'm probably lean, I'm probably giving a hint towards where I'm leaning, but I'm gonna go. I think it would take like six turnovers for them oh, to win this geez. game. Okay, so so you're not you're not guessing a lot of points from Indiana. No, I'm not. I just don't see where they're gonna, you know, what they're gonna do against this defense. Okay. I mean, Patrick Peyton Ramsey. We talk about him. We like Peyton Ramsey. This is the best passing defense in the country. Okay. And it's not like oh, we'll just run the ball. Well, you know what? They're pretty damn good at that too. I just don't see where they're getting a lot of points here. No, I agree. I mean, basically every offense that goes against Michigan, I'm like, I don't see where the points are coming from. It's nothing against Indiana. They've got a lot of weapons. For sure. They're just running against, oh, by the way, did you know Michigan is no longer the number one defense in the S&P? I think it was Clemson passed them. They're number two now. Yeah, that has something to do with some of the teams that Clemson are playing, but whatever. Well, that that may be true. I've watched Clemson play enough. Michigan's defense is better. Not that Clemson's is bad, but I haven't watched Clemson. Yeah, I have. I just They're... don't. I don't care to. <laughs> They're not a Big Ten team. Um, yeah, I mean, last thing that I would say that is interesting for Michigan is, so Coach Fry used to have a saying: "You want to win, and you want to look good doing it." Michigan is in that mode right now, where oh yeah, the, it is important for them, for the committee, and for everything yeah, else. Like you, you don't want to win this game. Something like whatever 28 to 17 something no. that looks bad not that they're going to get 
not that I think they would get dinged on that. I think the committee with the coaches on there are smart enough to understand that this is a kind of a trap game. I mean, a big trap game. I don't so think they would smart but, enough to do anything on the committee. <laughs> well, that's a good point, too. So, But, yeah, I think Harbaugh is going to do some throat stepping, some curb stomping here. He's got to do that, right? I would think so. Yeah. So with that being said, I think he throat stops and curb stomps early, okay, to the point where there's not going to be a lot of points in the game. So I really um, like the um, – uh, like the under that 28 and a half, put a gun up to my head. Um, I would actually take Indiana. So basically I think this is going to be a low scoring game, mm. like 30 to seven type of deal. Okay. But I don't like that. The 28 points either way. I don't love that either, but I'm going to lean toward Michigan just because look Harbaugh, he has no problem throat stepping. And I think that's what he's going to do this week. He has to. Okay. Oh, wait, one little uh, note of history. 20, Two-game winning streak right now for Michigan in this series. Really? La- Over Indiana? Last time Indiana won, 1987. See, that kind of surprises me because, I mean, Indiana's had some dangerous teams. Well, and I thought over that the they won, you know, in those really down Rich Rod years. Yeah. I thought Indiana won, yeah. but apparently they hadn't. They have not. Nope. All right. All right. So that brings us to the. <laughs> The newly number 22 ranked six and four Northwestern Wildcats at the suddenly hot five and five Minnesota Golden Gophers. This is a 11 o'clock a.m. game on Big Ten Network. This started out as Northwestern favored by three and has switched all the way to Minnesota being favored by 1.5 points with an over under of 48. Give me yards per play. All right, yards per play. Here's the outlier of the entire conference. Northwestern at a negative 0.98. Good for 13th in the conference. Illinois passed them up this week. Minnesota at a negative 0.37. Good for 10th in the conference. Yeah, this is <laughs> it's an interesting game right here. So full disclosure, we find the game interesting. We're giving a little bit of a toss-out to our Northwestern and Minnesota followers because I don't think they've gotten a lot of love with the Big Ten Game of the Week this year on right. the Eyes on Big Podcast. They deserve it right here. Absolutely. Um, they both I mean, do. Northwestern is 6-4. and four. They very much want to go into the Big Ten Championship at 8-4 and four and hot. Um, they're still on the search, without a doubt, for respect. Oh, they've, there's no They've doubt. heard a bunch this week. They now Vegas is doubting them with being. Uh, I mean, and one thing to point out: there's only one game difference between the six and Correct. four Northwestern Wildcats and the five and five Minnesota. But the fact of the matter is, this team's clinched its spot in the Big Ten championship, and they're and they're dogs going against Minnesota. Yeah, that's you would think they would take that as disrespectful, and that would get them up for this game. Now the offense is finally starting to come along. Last week, having a good rushing performance against Iowa. I want to see him keep on that trajectory. I'm not sure what's going on with Clayton Thorson. He's got to pick it up a little bit. He hasn't had over 200 yards like for the last four games, I think. That's here. a good point. But can he do it in the cold up here this weekend? I'm not so sure. And what is the Northwestern – what are they looking at out of, out of Minnesota's defense is what I'm trying to get at. Are you basically just having one week of film to look at right now as all the other weeks – Pretty much thrown out the window other than just trying to look I mean, at personnel. I, I guess so. Whatever you did last week, if you're Minnesota, don't change it. Just go up there and do that again, don't you think? 
Um, yeah, and then locally here, PJ Fleck has been going full throat and going against the local uh, uh, Minneapolis I, media. I, I know we talk about it a lot since our podcast is based out of Minnesota, but I think this is a bad idea with him doing that. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing though: if you're saying it's a bad idea because you want the local media on their on his side, that's exactly they're not on his it. side already. So at this point, I think he's basically drawing a line in the sand. But he's just digging a deeper hole for himself. Yeah, could be too. I, I mean, it, it, look, it's a big boy conference. There, you're gonna, you're gonna have naysayers. It's if you're if you're not one of the elite teams, your local media is probably gonna hate you. And I know this because the Chicago media hates Illinois. Yeah, maybe it's just because I just did not grow up in a major media situation, I'm and sure that's it's a, why it's different. I'm sure it's much different in Iowa. Um, I just I get sick of negativity. In general, okay, I, I I get sick of how something is either amazing or it sucks, and I, I just I don't like that. Um, I think maybe you could have the ability as a local media person to not completely throw the Gophers out the window. I mean, this is not a winless team. They're they're right. five hundred right now. They're pretty. It's fine, in, it's a, he's in his second year. I can't believe I'm kind of sound like I'm I'm standing up for PJ Flag, but I also understand it. Yeah. Because one thing that I don't think the media locally takes into account is that Clay's and Kill were not recruiting well, especially at, at the end. all. I mean, look at look at the team right now. Just look at their roster. It's all, their it's best all players are their youngest players, and that's what Fleck was pointing out in the media this week. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a. He, people say, well, he uh, he took over team won nine games. It's not a rebuild. Well, it kind of is actually. Yeah. I, I, you got to give him a lot more time before you start criticizing. I think, but again, this is. This is Big Ten football. Put your Big Big Ten pants on. So you're kind of talking out of two sides of your mouth. Kind of am. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with them, but you can't say it. I right. guess is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as far as this game, this could be a classic letdown game for Northwestern, don't you think? Uh, I mean, they, me, I, I absolutely think it's a it, letdown game for Northwestern. Um, I keep going a, back to a – in my mind, this week I've gone back to a interview that uh, Dan Gaziano – with Northwestern, yeah. by the way, the not defensive. Graziano. I think that drives everybody Correct. nuts. They put an iron there. Graziano. Um, he got interviewed by Dave Resin on the Big Ten Network, mm-hmm. and I think it was after Northwestern. I can't remember what game they lost. I think it was after their third loss, and then they won the okay. next game. But basically, Dave Resin was like, well, you know, is it tough to find motivation now that so many of your season goals are, are going to be really tough to attain? Oh. And it's like he got – you could tell Dan Gaziano was ticked off. Wow. And you look back, they went from that interview, which I think was only like five weeks ago, yeah. to the present day where they've got the, the West Division wrapped up with two weeks ago. And Rebson saying insane? that is kind of surprising. For real. I mean, he doesn't try to attack people like that. No, but he's also a Northwestern guy. I'm surprised mm-hmm. he would say all your, all your goals are over. It was when, they, when they hadn't even lost a Big Ten game probably at that. Or maybe they, they lost, lost one. one. Okay. Um so with that being said, that's all positives for Northwestern that maybe could be turned into a negative right now because that was a pretty good on-field and in-the-locker-room celebration that they had just last awesome. week. They, yeah. they deserved it. They, that's sure. what you do when you, when you have a big goal like that met. Now you got two games left, and then you suddenly got to turn around and fly up and play in Minnesota. I guess if you're Northwestern – Let's play like you want to win the game from the kickoff. There's no need to be cardiac cats, right? Just come out and win the damn game if you're if you're truly the West Division champions. Minnesota, 
attack their defensive backs. They are wounded right now back there. They're vulnerable. You got to throw the ball. I'm wondering how uh, healthy uh, Anikstad is. Maybe he's the better quarterback to play this week. I'm okay with Tanner Morgan. Okay. Uh, little tidbit here. Usually the tidbit sure. guy. Tanner Morgan, first cousins with Tim Couch. No kidding. Yeah, from Kentucky. No kidding. Thank Did you, not... Ryan. Thank you, Ryan Seleski, uh, loyal listener, for wow. giving me that tidbit. Um, you just hit on the points that I was that I was thinking, which is last week, which which what infuriated Hawkeye fans is that we felt like we had the personnel in the passing game to attack a absolutely wounded Northwestern yeah. secondary, and we refused to do it. <laughs> P.J. Fleck is not going to refuse to do no, it. No, not with they those wide receivers. talented, good wide receivers. Absolutely. I am seeing a ton of matchups that are on Minnesota's favor yeah, right now. I do, too. And apparently people out there see it, too, with this game switching all the way to Minnesota being favored. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, here's, a, here's a little tidbit. Home games, Minnesota is plus 15 points per game versus their competition, plus 89 yards per game. Away games, they're minus 23 points. Minus 168 yards. Wow. They play pretty damn well at home. Um, yeah. And I got to give them the edge with the weather over Northwestern. I mean, look, Chicago weather's not good either, but it's not Minnesota. I don't like Minnesota to win. I love Minnesota wow. to win. And let's go with a big on that one. Cha-ching. And I, I and am cover. also going to take Minnesota to win this game. I thought I was going to be alone on that. What I really like myself is the under 48. Okay. I just don't see a lot of points. I think this is going to be a good game, but sometimes a tough game to watch. Something like 20 to 17. Yeah, I, I definitely would lean the under on that one as well. All right, so that gets us through the Big Ten slate, um, which then the first thing I want to get into is we don't have a lot of teams to pick from for good games. I believe there was only two teams that are playing this week where both teams are ranked. Oh, Probably because... The SEC is playing one of the most ridiculous Ugh. conference weekends that I've ever seen. I thought when this started out, it was mostly just like Bama and Auburn that would play the Tennessee Chattanoogas of the world right. because it was the before week before the, the Iron Bowl. Right, before the, it's the big the whole, rivalry. Okay, let's, let's – so – uh, Tennessee plays Missouri. So good on you, Tennessee and Missouri. You're actually playing – Which is an, actually a an, pretty solid contest It's a decent right game. There. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Alabama and the Citadel, Ugh. Florida and Idaho. Hmm. Uh, and by the way, of course, all of these are in the SEC. Paul Petrino. Kentucky, Middle Tennessee State, Mississippi State, Arkansas. Okay, <laughs> I was putting that in the same. That's almost the same category because Arkansas right. is so awful. Poor Arkansas. Georgia, UMass, Auburn, Liberty, Texas A&M, UAB, LSU, Rice, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss. There's another one there. And South Carolina, Chattanooga. But you know what? That UAB may sneak up on Texas A&M. That would be They're actually a good team. So I was trying to come up with an analogy. Okay. This is the okay. best one I could come up with because everybody says, well, S the SEC isn't breaking any rules, right? No. There, there's not. nothing that they're doing that, that says they can't do this. Okay. It would be like you're, you're at the supermarket. Okay. And you're finished picking your stuff. You, you got your cart and you're heading towards the checkout line. Okay. Okay. I'm with As you. you're heading to the checkout line, you see that there's an old couple that are going to the same checkout line. Now, you could just be a jerk and speed up and cut off the old couple <laughs> because you're faster than them. Right. And because there's no rule that says you can't do that. 
You just don't do it okay. because you're not a jackass, and that's not what you do. The then, SEC just says, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Certainly didn't see that analogy coming. <laughs> I don't know. But, it's the best I could come up with. But you don't want to be behind them either. You want to go to the next <laughs> the sure. next checkout lane. I mean, it's like, it's like the security think, at the airport, right? You sure. don't want to be behind old people or kids. Yeah. You got to get away from that. Point being is they deserve to get razzed for this. This is ridiculous. You don't get your get good game late I, in the season. Yep, Stupid. I see where you're coming from. But as an Illinois fan, I wish to God Jim Delaney would go back to eight games because it just makes it so much easier to get to a bowl game. Whole another different podcast. But it's also good for the conference to have more more teams in bowl games. Whole another different podcast. And it helps you get into and win the college football playoff. <laughs> There's no reason not to do it. That and that's why they're doing it. Whole nother different podcast. All right, so the remaining good games on the schedule, there's some decent ones. Uh, one that, again, is going to be huge for Michigan and Ohio State fans to pay attention to is number 12, Syracuse, versus number 3, Notre Dame, 130 mm-hmm. on NBC. This is at Yankee Stadium. Uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are wearing those awful Yankee-inspired disgusting Ugh. Um, Notre Dame is favored by 10 too many people are looking at this to make this look like this is going to be a good game I think Syracuse is just fine but they're not mm. good enough to beat Notre Dame you, you don't think that spreads too big no wow I, I think like it's Syracuse to cover that one really yeah. okay I'm gonna take Notre Dame to cover the 10 okay go Dino uh, another good one to look at because this is again going against teams that Ohio State and Michigan could be looking looking at is uh, West Virginia, number nine West Virginia at Oklahoma State, 2.30 p.m. game on ABC. West Virginia favored by four and a half points. I'm calling Oklahoma State to win in mm. an outright upset. I could see that. I Oklahoma State's way better at home. West Virginia's got a look-ahead game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I like that. Next up, staying in the Big 12, number 16, Iowa State going on the road to play number 15, Texas. 7 o'clock p.m. game. To be honest with you, I'd be kind of interested to watch this game, but I won't be able to because it's on the stupid Longhorn, Longhorn uh. Network. You want to take a guess on this line? Did you take a look? Didn't take a look at that line. So Iowa State at Texas. I got to say, that's got to be pretty close. Three points in favor of Texas. Nice work. Texas favored by two and a half. Ding. Um, there's been a weird thing going on with this uh, rival rivalry. It's not really a rivalry. I don't know what you want to call it, but... Iowa State just can't beat Texas. Doesn't matter how bad Texas is. That's right. Mad. They just they just can't get. Over we watched them. the game together last year. Yeah, we did with your brother, and, um, they, and they willfully lost the game. Yeah, they just absolutely handed it to them. <laughs> I would love to see that again. That would just be amazing. Uh, Iowa State fans have just been stupid uh, lately on Twitter. From of course from an Iowa fans point of view. I Unfortunately, like this. I, lo- I I want ISU to win this game. Okay, badly. that's fine. Well, you're, you're you're entitled to your own opinion. Um, I think Iowa State. Will win though. This is that's really? that's what my thought process okay. is. They're well, more a complete team. They know who they are. I still am not convinced that Texas knows who they are. Tom Herman is my Matt Campbell. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like him. Well, I, what does that mean? What do you mean by well? Because you don't like Iowa State. I, well, I don't like. I, I'm not saying I don't like Matt Campbell. Okay. Yeah. Well, then Texas is my Iowa State. Oh, okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> And then I guess we just throw this one in there. Not that it's going to have any ramifications on anything, but uh, Cincinnati's playing at UCF, num- number 24 Cincinnati, mm. number 11 UCF. UCF's favored by seven. That's at 7 o'clock p.m. on ABC. 
I don't know. I don't know <laughs> I don't either. Care. I don't care. It's two ranked teams, so I put it up. What do you there. think about uh, the possibility of Luke Fickle coaching the Big Ten as a head coach? I can see it. He knows the conference. It it's makes gotta, sense. It's got to be at the right program, I think. I just He is one of those coaches that just cracks me up. Why? Not because of anything for or against Luke Fickle, but because he was dead in the water. There were so many people that were talking about how Luke Fickle was not getting it done at Cincinnati yeah. just one year ago today. Yeah, last year. Now suddenly one of the hottest names in the coaching ranks. Yeah, but that's why I wouldn't really trust him either. You know, another one I could point out too, I was thinking. Yeah. Brian Kelly was dead man walking oh, yeah. two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. That's true. They were remember they missed a bowl game. Correct. Then last year they stormed out of the gates, faltered at the end, and now they're you know two wins away from getting the college football playoff. It's, yeah. it's funny how these uh, hot coaches' hot seat rankings and coaches' rankings sure can change well, one know, year to the next. You know what's crazy is if this is true about McIntyre at Colorado, I mean, yeah. could he possibly be losing his job after two years away from being the the national coach of the year, and after them being so patient with him and allowing him the time to win. And now, who do they think they are? Yeah, so weird. We're just gonna fire them. The, and they're and, and they're not even out of bull contention. No, yet, I think so. they're five and five. Right. I believe. So they're still right there. That'd yeah, be, that'd be insane. Yeah, um, he is a little nutty on the sidelines. I don't know if you've seen that before. I don't. I haven't noticed his nuttiness. Yeah, it's 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 annoying. I would be annoyed by it if I was okay. a Colorado fan. He's a maybe doesn't guy. maybe doesn't fit into the uh, the smoky atmosphere of Colorado people, if you will. Well, is that why he's nutty? Maybe he does fit in. <laughs> maybe maybe he doesn't, and that's that's what's going on. I don't there. know. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, hey, that's going to get us to the end. Unless you got anything else to add there, big that's, boy. I got nothing else. All right, well, hey, we really appreciate you listening to the Eyes on Big podcast. As always, please read, rate, and share our podcast as much as humanly Indeed. possible. And we thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Bye.